period. I do what I want, period. Move like a boss, period. Oh, I got the sauce, period. See, the goals to see money, no matter the cost, period. I'm kid for rapping these else in my ops, period. Good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wow, I choke because I have a cold. Welcome to another episode of the Black People Checking Podcast. My name is Mandela. Hey, 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 the president. Hey, 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 Mr. Not One of the Good Blacks. AKA, Spaniard Baby Daddy. AKA, Mr. I am no longer broke, y'all. Yes, sir. <laughs> amen, amen. No longer broke. And I am joined by the man, myth, the legend, mm-hmm. Mr. Jermaine himself, a.k.a. Honker Germs, a.k.a. <laughs> the Germs, formerly, formerly known as... I love it, formerly. You know what? We're not going to be... We're not going to get to that one just yet. A.K.A. Mr. Stroke Them Kings. A.K.A. Formerly known as your girlfriends. He's just like a brother to me. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> A.K.A. Mr. I better not mess this up or Mandela's wife might steal my woman. Jermaine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh my god. That was a new one, though. That was a new one. No, clearly. I was just like, you know, I can't even expect anything less up to this point. You know what? I'm just saying, this is what we do. So, Jermaine, you know what? How are you, sir? How was your day? How was your week? How's your head? How's your heart? Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, honestly, I I will say that I'm I'm fine. Um, you know, since we last talked, things have been moving pretty quickly. Let's put it that way. They uh, have. Oh, it's been going pretty quickly. I can't I can't give all the details because, yo, know, things are going so fast. I'm just like, yo, you know what? Let's just kind of try to get through this, and then we should be good to go. Still, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've actually learned something about myself, not to, you know, be long-winded or anything like that. Um, but I realized this year, for whatever reason, um, I'm projecting a lot more. I'm projecting a lot more stuff. Unfortunately, like negative stuff that's causing to raise my anxiety, basically for no reason. Like I'm anticipating, like. Not to say terrible stuff to happen, but I think the stress of like one of my jobs is kind of one of those things where I'm almost expecting a very stressful or a bad day. And I'm just like, nah, man, this can't this can't go on. This can't really go on. And never turns out bad. That's the thing. So that's the part where I'm just like, yo, I gotta we're gonna have to fix that. Okay. Well, stop projecting your shit. You know what? Thanks. You're going to be fine. <laughs> it always works out for you because you're a hunk of germs. Oh, brother. <laughs> you know what? You, know what? you have Oman now. <laughs> we have Oman for mine. Anything else? That's it. That's, it. That's all I got. You know, thank God you're not my therapist, but I appreciate that, though. I appreciate that all. I really do. I got you. That's why I'm here. That's why they paid me big bucks on this podcast. Clearly, clearly. But that being said, how are you, sir? I am fucking fantastic. You must be. I am tired. I just had like a four hour long panic attack. I had sleep. <laughs> no, for real. Like it was it was bad. I I started employment today, hence no longer broke. Yes, hashtag no longer broke. Um, I can't tell you where I work, actually. I actually literally can't tell you where I work. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. After, after um, going over the code of conduct module and conflict of interest, I legally cannot tell you where I work. Um, 
yeah, so it was exciting. It's a pretty big deal for me. Um, the baby is going to eat up a lot of my income. I know, I already know. By now, man is having our youth, having our picnic, you know, man shot up the club. So, not okay. Bad timing. But that means, folks, for those who are not, who are non black, that means I got my wife pregnant. Yes. Um, 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 yes. <laughs> so, you know, we went over that in a previous episode, and, and life is good. I'm chilling. Amen for that. Anxiety on 11, but, you know, we're managing. We're managing. We're good. Man's on antidepressants again. So, mm. yay. Man has benefits now for go back to therapy. So, yo. Bam, 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 bam. You know? Yes. Oh, good out here. Big up to men who uh, acknowledge that they need therapy, who go to therapy and use the material that they learn in therapy to better themselves. Hey. And with that being said, that beautiful, sweet voice you heard mm-hmm. in the background is our special guest today, Jermaine Moya Chatboard. Listen, we're going to talk to. Um... Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, fine. No, 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 no. Actually, you're right. Because we, we normally, when we do our introductions, we're going to give the introduction that we normally give. Mandela, yes. do the honors, please. <laughs> In the black corner. <laughs> the black corner. <laughs> yes. In the black. Coming from the black corner. Today, mm-hmm. we have an entrepreneur. Yes. We have mm-hmm. a chef. Yes. We have a owner. We have an event producer. We have a distinguished z. Yeah. Wait, wait. Say it one more time. Distinguished as. We have a distinguished English eyes. We have a pillar of the black community in Toronto, aka the nigger community in Toronto. (laughs) We have a cultural curator. I like that. Yes. No, because you're bad. You're bad. Yo, did I mention? Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> she is the kind of rabbit. Yes. <laughs> the kind of rabbit. Mm. Amanda Hamer. Thank you. Big up yourself. Welcome. Give right. her the black people checking too. Right? Right? Jermaine, you didn't do I, it. I, I couldn't. Only... Listen, our budget's still not there yet. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> but Amanda, uh, well, welcome. I I thank you for that that list, and it's it's always funny when I hear it back. I'm like, I did all that. I'm doing all that. Okay, let's go. Let's keep going. There's so much more to come, right? But thank you. No, you're we welcome. Appreciate- Owner of Bukan Edible Bliss in the east end of the city. Yo, pick up yourself, chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have pretty much, you are right now one of the hottest black uh, restaurants in the city. And it is a pleasure to conversate with you and and everything. So first of all, we thank you for even being here. Jermaine, Mm -hmm. have you stepped for your establishment yet? Oh, no, we're making that date. Oh, okay. Just making sure. After the podcast. Yeah, we, we we know that. Listen. Listen, as as like you're 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 and we we're gonna get into more of it, but I'm gonna tell you there's been a lot of people that I know that have been to your restaurant that have had great reviews of it. And I'm looking forward to experiencing it's not Jeremy. <laughs> That's I'm okay. looking- He's soon coming. He's soon coming. Oh okay, soon come, soon come. Yes. It's, it's a soon come. But I'm looking forward to experiencing what everyone else has experienced for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, 
But that being said, Mandela. Oh, we are talking about Jeremy. Since we have our good, good, big, busy, busy guests. What are we well, talking about? We're actually going to talk about like pretty much her journey to uh, pretty much where she's at now. Uh, basically, we're just going to get to know a little bit more about Amanda and really introduce the world to who well, she is. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, I can actually identify with, uh, with her because to be quite honest, I don't know if I mentioned this in some of the other podcasts, but um, I've had a family restaurant before. We actually had him in Niagara Falls. So, like, some of the things that I'm anticipating you talk about, I'm like, yo, this is bring back some memories still. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but that being said, um, first question off the bat. Um, Who the fuck are you, Amanda? Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Who is Edible Bliss? Well, first I must say that I am part owner. I'm not the full owner, even mm-hmm. though sometimes mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm taking on so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the edible bliss of Bukan, so I'm the fusion part of it. Mm. So the Jamaican rum cake, cheesecake, the chicken and waffles, the jerk chicken sandwich on the creamy, the buttery croissants with the Asiago cheese, the gluten finger chicken fingers with uh, the tamarind dip. I I bring that flair and flavor to it. Hold on, um, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes. We'll end the podcast here. I'll go <laughs> Like, like right now it's like 9 14 Toronto time. <laughs> we'll just stop now and okay. I'll stop there. just head down there. Listen. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> you gotta come through, you gotta try every little different thing on the menu and just the I'll tell you right now, the brown butter chicken and waffle, Hennessy chicken waffle is the top, top of top of so. I'll give you that little tip right there. You got to try that. Um, So my journey, my journey with food started very, very young. I think uh, as a kid, my mom said I would play in the cupboards and with the oils and I'd be banging on pots and pans. So she's like, there's something there. She loves food, you know, and I would question how she would make dishes. My mom's Guyanese, so she would make a lot of um, pepper pots and dal and rice and stuff like that and always had a fascination of how to cook. And when I was, uh, you know, at camp, I would excel at baking and making cookies. And and I just, I looked at it as art though. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was like, at some point I'm like, in my teenage years, I'm like, I can make food. Like I can play with food and, and make it like art and then get paid for it. Uh, we're on to something, right? So- Revelation. <laughs> um, so I worked, I worked at very many different restaurants around the city. And a lot of it, I just, I, uh, I just took collections of recipes and ideas and kind of just made it into my own. And then a 2018 rolled around. I was working at a, a lot of different restaurants and it came to the point where I could do it on my own, like with my eyes closed. Right. And I just got bored. And I said, then I started doing cakes, like small stuff. And I started reaching out to people and I was scared because I'm like, is anybody going to really solely buy from me or were they, they trust me? But it was like the total opposite. I gained a lot of clients. And then in 2018, I just quit my job and I didn't know. The other other fear was, um, you know, I had two at the time that were younger kids and I'm so used to getting that two week paycheck and that, that stability. Right. So I'm like, if I were to quit my job, where is the, where's the money coming from? Right. And it was just always a fear. But I went ahead, I quit my job, I I started Edible Bliss, which is my company, which is merged with Bukan. Mm. And I just started cooking and, and doing catering and doing private chef for two people, for intimate couples or big parties. Like I can do a hundred people by myself, like I can do catering. It's it, it's become so easy for me, right? And and then I um roll around to 2021 or it's beginning of 2022 I went through a horrible breakup mm. just it and forgive me if I cry because I guess it's still painful yeah, yeah, yeah um I just I didn't see it coming and I uh was re- I was in a really dark place and uh so you know January, February, things slow down for you. For any business, is any business, it slows down. And so my friend Francine said, "Hey, do you want to work at this place called Bukan?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay. It's 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 better than me staying home and crying all the time over this guy." And 
you know, so it was, it was an outlet for me, but I was still in the process of healing and um, trying to get through it. And I would sometimes at the old location at Bukhan, it was a 12 seater and I would be downstairs. Sometimes I'd be crying and then I would wipe my tears, go back up upstairs and be like, okay, who's next? Let me get you and just act like nothing happened. And it was a very painful um, journey of healing. Mm -hmm. um, Take your time. So uh, April came around. And uh, they, I, I knew that around April, things would start picking up with my own business. And I knew that I'd be making more money you know, doing catering and stuff like that. And plus I get to meet people and um, I just love cooking different foods and stuff like that. And and they needed me still. So I stayed on till July and then July came along came along. and then my old uh, neighborhood, the, the church that I grew up in, they asked me to cook for like 30 kids. <laughs> Thank you, I received that. Mm -hmm. They asked me to cook for 30 kids and I, you know, I, I make good money during the summer nice. with helping out with my old neighborhood and even in Regent Park. So I took that job on and then Bukhan said, Hey, we're moving and we need a head chef. And I said, they said, would you want to be our head chef? And I said, no. Mm. And they're like, well, we need you. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't want to be your head chef. I have my own business. I have my own vision. And, and at this point too, I was also from January till, um, well, for the whole year I had taken this course and I, this is the most money I've ever spent in my life on a course. And I like doing self-development. I spent mm. like, 13,000 US to get coached on how to manifest and 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 just put align myself, you know, to to do the best I can to be the best that I can be. Yep. And um just just you know, just doing a lot. And so they're like, okay, if you don't want to be the head chef, come up with a couple thousand dollars and you can be part owner. I'm like, oh, owner. Really? I'm like, okay. So I, I came up with a couple thousand dollars and it was so rushed because we got the spot on the Danforth in, in August, mm -hmm. spent so much money trying to put it together, painting the place. We did everything ourselves. We, we like painting and just all these little miscellaneous fees and September 1st, we opened and it was huge. I think it was the Monday I put it out. Hey guys, I opened the restaurant and the response was so freaking overwhelming. The, the amount of support and people came out. We, we like a place was packed over like 200 people RSVP'd to come out to the first to the grand opening. And honestly, it's just been skyrocketing since there, since mm -hmm. then. And the support has been overwhelming and I feel the support. I love the support. And I just, um, I'm just, I'm really overwhelmed, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's very challenging running a business. Straight. Oh, wow. I feel like I've gotten gray hairs in the last six months, um, but it's rewarding at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, what? honestly, first of all, thank you for sharing all of that. Yep. Because being vulnerable on a public platform is not easy. So, one, thank you. Number two, somebody had to go through all that stupidness over a man. Yeah. Number two. So, sorry, you know, we love you. Mm -hmm. We we send you love and hugs and positive vibes because, boy, breakups, especially when you're working, not God. <laughs> the, the crying at work is a real thing. It is, it is. And I, I honestly, I was in such a dark place. I did not even, I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to eat. I didn't yep. want to do nothing. Yep. I was in such a deep, dark place that me having this restaurant now, is like, God was like, I'm not done with you. Mm. I'm not done with you. There's more to life than this man doing dumb shit and cheating on you instead of being a man and sitting me down and say, look, this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That one... That's... That one, it, it hurts. That that cuts deep. And you, honestly, like that that's something sometimes people don't really want to even even openly talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it is definitely like when I when I hear that story, just even pieces of it, like I yeah. felt 
like I actually like I felt that you know for you you know what I mean yeah um and honestly like like good for you to be able to still continue on with your healing like even though like work is busy you're you still are being real with the fact that you're still continuing to heal you're still continuing to re- build and rebuild if that makes sense yep um and definitely like this is the type of podcast we support these things because yep. i i can tell you like i've been through that um you know before um and i've had to learn a lot of uh, about myself and i really had to take that time to heal uh, in order to get me to I, I commend you to going to therapy mm-hmm. to understand yourself and understand how what you do or the person does or it reflects and it just it could be very damaging mm-hmm. and the ironic part about it is that before I even dreamed of having well no I dreamt of it I always talked about it having a restaurant him and I talked about it you know mm-hmm. owning a spot together and then I just you know I moved on without him and opened a spot Listen, you know what, Jermaine? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Black women because Straight. you always hear these stories. They they date somebody who they're, you know, they're right for. The man does some media thing. Normally a brownie man, but whatever. They <laughs> um, usually do some media thing. And then the Black women, you know, they go through their grief and their heart, and then they just level up and they're like, yo, Man, who? Yeah. Yo, one exactly. time black women. You know what? But I will say this and not to like, I, I want to make sure I don't speak on behalf or whatever. But one of the things that is true is that sometimes, and I'll say this in general, sometimes in order for something to almost be born, something has to die. Yeah. Unfortunately, like it had to be uh, the relationship that seemingly like you, you, you held very dear. Um, but it seems like what came out of this, at least in part, was uh, certainly one of the most talked about Black-owned restaurants in the city today. You know what I mean? Legit. Um, and like I said, even though the success of it, we still understand that you're still going through the healing phase and everything. Um, that's not easy. It is still a process, but we support that. We definitely support you in in your journey because I know, again... I've been through that. Um, thank God it's one of those things that I've learned from, continue to heal from. But it is one of those things that I think if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't have had some of the things that I have even now. You know, It's, it's such a fact. As um, poet laureate, the great Adija Eichertel Palmer Shakespeare says, as one gone, our next one bought. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it's so true. So can yes. I ask, can I ask this question uh, of you, Amanda? Now I'm gonna go back just a little bit. Now with regards to edible bliss and and bukan, right? What really was the turning point for you to say, all right, like this joint venture, you're gonna go th- like go through this and see this through, because a lot of the a lot of the times you don't normally see two two independent companies like especially small businesses join like this so this is the part where i'm very fascinated to find out what was the vibe for you that said you know what let's do it um well working with chef amir was we danced around the kitchen together our vibe in the kitchen I could tell that he loved food. I loved food. He would listen to my critiques. I would listen to his. And that's how you grow as a chef. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, yeah, let's let's try to do this. And he, and he gave me the freedom to merge what I do, even though it's not pure Haitian, into the restaurant. So that's where when you come for brunch, that's where you see my, my fusion and my input. So with, with them supporting me and, and me being a small Black business, and they're like, yeah, we're going to help you. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, honestly, and and this is beautiful because among black businesses, you don't normally see that type of support. No, like you don't. that's that's the part where I just find this amazing, right? Like especially in Toronto. Especially yeah. in Toronto. This is one where like 
not to cut, cut you off or anything, but this is one of those rare moments where you're actually seeing like people within the black community, even though it's a small sample size, but you see the working together. Yes. And, and, and so far from what I've seen, it looks to be, you know, a very successful, hopefully long-term journey together. They really, honestly, yeah. Honestly, what I love about Bukan having been there a bunch of times already, um, a lot of people will turn to places like, you know, Atlanta and Houston, their you know, black restaurant culture. I feel like Bukan brings that vibe here. Because Amanda does really dope events here and people turn up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'll find a bunch of Black people on a Saturday just chilling at network, which Same. was my experience a couple of Saturdays ago, you know what I mean? So this is the energy that Toronto needs. Yes. Finally. All the time. People come and they have, you know, lunch or brunch, sorry, lunch or dinner, and they don't want to leave. And we're like, yeah. What's going on? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have our parties. People just—it is a vibe. And in, in, we had just a baby shower yesterday, and there's like, I don't, I don't know. It's the energy in this place. Like, it's just—it's warm. It's inviting. It's family like oriented. Like, it's just we don't want to leave, and you we're know. we're happy to have that, right? Yeah, and honestly, like, it sounds like it just creates. We we've been saying this for the longest time. It's good to have black spaces so to speak and i know like what you do is not solely for black people but at the same time you still have a lot of black people that want to be in that environment because for them it's a safe space for for them it's a safe space for us you know what i mean our our servers are black our bartenders are black we're we're, like it's just yes yeah and that's (laughs) honestly i'm out shout out to the bartenders because one right? of them actually became a friend. Just saying. Nice. Um, shout out to the bartenders then because you know them drinks. Not Jesus. <laughs> Our bartenders, listen, we appreciate all of them. They are amazing. I've heard numerous of times how amazing and polite and they know what they're doing. They're on point. And if they don't, if they don't know the answer, they're like, you know what? Hold on. I'll find out for you. And that is key to being a great bartender, a great server. Yeah. No, customer service is is huge. Like, I'll, I'll I'll tell you my experience. You know, years ago, um, my parents um, was able to open up a restaurant in Niagara Falls, and one of the things that was very apparent, like running a restaurant in itself, people have to understand, it is not the easiest thing. It is not like if you don't have the stomach for it, no pun intended, don't do it. <laughs> like you have to be, you have to be on your focus game constantly um in order to be successful or to have some sort of success but when we did our stuff in niagara falls and again you know we were one of maybe only two jamaican restaurants um sit down restaurants in in niagara falls at the time and so a lot of people in niagara falls didn't know anything about like caribbean culture number one um and number two you know, people were afraid to like even just enter to the spot because again, you know, you have a bunch of black people cooking food that, you know, was seasoned and they probably never really taste seasoned food before. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But shout out to our people in Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, you know, y'all, y'all are great. But that being said, um, <laughs> there were a lot of things that like we learned um about how to ensure that if at the very least quality. And, and customer service have to be on point like every single time. Yeah. 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 And and for the patron, like they have to leave with a good experience. You know what I mean? I, you know I, I Go ahead. This is like the one Caribbean restaurant where they have an amazing attitude and the food is not trash. Good. Normally it's the other way around. Thank you. And, and I was going to say, I've been to, a, I'm not going to shout, say who it is. I've been to a restaurant where the food was amazing, but the customer service was shit. And I never went back just because of the customer service. Yeah. I tried once and they, they gave me attitude. And I was like, I'm trying to put money in your pocket. And then right. I, went, and I, 
I, I just stayed away for about a couple of weeks, a couple of months or whatever. And then I went back a second time and I got, still got the same attitude. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Some, sometimes, yeah. sometimes for some people, all it takes is one, one time and then that's it. You know, that that's just it, you know? Oh, sorry. I apologize for that. <laughs> my question. Now, here's my question to you. And I want you to talk about from an entrepreneurial perspective, right? Um, now, of course, you were mentioning about like, you know, you were pretty much doing your consistent, you know, two week paycheck type of thing. Um, you know, the regular quote unquote nine to five, even though it wasn't really a nine to five, but you know, um, tell me what were some of like the stark differences between transitioning from sort of like, okay, here's the quote unquote stable job. And to now you're being on your own, trying to basically create a business. But I had to do everything by myself. Mm. The planning, the shopping, the organizing, the, the communication between the client and I, the delivery, the the making sure that I had my taxes in point on point. Mm-hmm. Um, I I you know understanding taxes and and business and how business wise how how to navigate all that. Um it's it was heavy and it's a lot and but you 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 learn as you go you ask questions i'm still learning i'm still and and i had to stop using the excuse as you know what i'm this great chef i'm this great baker let me just let me just focus on that no i was put here at bukan for a reason i was i'm i'm put here to understand the back end of how to run the business and boy let me tell you I'm a cleaner. I'm a dishwasher. I'm an owner. I, I'm, I'm a, a secretary. I'm a therapist. I'm all of these things all in one. And it's a lot of work, but mm. I'm still going. I'm still thriving. It is a lot. And there's a reason why I asked that question because people have to kind of under, un, like really understand that if you're planning to, you know, do business for yourself or even, People have to actually really understand the amount of heavy lifting that has to be put in just to put, you know, quality food and, and like, uh, you know, a create a particular atmosphere just for the patrons, you yes. know, yes. so people, you know, obviously they'll get like the, the tail end as in terms of quality of food, the experience and all that, but people don't really understand a lot of the late nights. Yes. <laughs> early mornings yes you know what i mean like them type of things i saw it for myself i'm just like wow yeah yeah but the good part about that is that you also have full control you can say no you could say yes but when you're working for somebody else you have to do what they say i say i do what i want to do if i don't want to serve that i don't want to do that i don't i say what goes that's the benefit of being your own boss you know yeah and then you have your high days and high weeks or months and then you have some days it's summertime it's like go 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 and and then the the slower months you're just like okay let me just rest or i I can afford because i've made so much money in the summer or the spring and fall that i can afford to take a a couple days off and chill and do absolutely nothing so those are the benefits okay so what would you say we know about the hardships because coming from a restaurant background myself i already know like working in the kitchen is no joke at all <laughs> this is why i no longer work in the kitchen um <laughs> yep what would you say are what have been some of the most rewarding high points of this new business venture for you um that a vast majority of people get to taste your creations. That's, that's, I mean, I, I, once upon a time, I had a fear of that. And now it's like the way Bukan has, the word has spread. I mean, we still do our advertising, but it's really spread because of the love that we give and the, you know, the consistency and all that. But it's just, um, yeah, it's 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 really rewarding when people love your food and keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that's that's a fact. Like when people can appreciate um the work that you do, especially food wise, 
you know, yeah. it really helps to uh, validate the work that you do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the downside yeah. of it is I feel sometimes I'm, I'm watching over grown adults. Mm. Yes. I, I'm constantly telling people, listen, things have to be labeled. Things have to be dated. You can't do this. You need to cook it this way. I need the recipe. You can't be just, I know you, you're a good cook, but everything has to be consistent because people can taste the difference. <laughs> it's, it's constant. Yes. Yep. That is <laughs> yeah. the reason why I used to get in so much trouble. But absolutely. So I was going to say, you know, the obvious question, but it's not so obvious to our listeners. Throughout all this, how has your mental health? I ain't gonna lie. I've had meant, I have had a couple breakdowns. Mm. I've had a couple breakdowns, and I'm just like, do I want to do this? Should I leave? No, they need me. No, God put me here for a reason. But should I leave today? Should I, should I wait till this time? I've been through it so many times, but I, I, I keep, it keeps going back to you know what, Amanda, you're here for a reason. Learn what you need to learn. Mm. You know, and people are counting on me, and I feel like. And I, 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 some, even my workers, my, my bartender said to me the day and she gave me this, she put this sweet report out for me. You don't give yourself enough credit. If out of the four owners, out of one of them, if I were to leave it, it would crumble because I, I am a big part of the kitchen and organizing and, you know, just having the place run together. So I, I know my value. I see my value and it's just, it's a, it's a lot, you know? Yeah, you know what? You understand you understand the magnitude while also understanding the burden of it as well. Yeah. Um yeah. and I pre- and we would definitely appreciate you just being real with it because at the end of the day for a lot of entrepreneurs, much less like us as black people in general, you know, we really do struggle at times where like stuff happens and it kind of puts our head like in a blender at times, you know. It feels like it, you know. Yeah. Um which, you know, it's funny because Mandela asked a question, which I was similarly going to ask. So I'm going to actually ask this way since we're on this topic. Mm-hmm. So you alluded to more so like the therapy, like therapy and all that type of stuff. So I'm going to ask your personal opinion on it. Um, and it's a two-parter. Number one, have you ever done therapy? But number two, why do you believe in therapy? I've done therapy. I was forced to do therapy because of my thoughts when that man did what he did to me. I was forced to do therapy. I said, I don't like my thoughts and I need help. And I believe in therapy because I am one to understand if you need to elevate and and progress, you need to heal yourself. You need to hurt, heal the burdens within you. And, and the other thing is too, working with two of my partners are male and the other one's female and, you know, let's call it what it is. Men, the egos sometimes, like it's hard for them to get out of it. And it's, it's been a struggle, but I think even within all of this, they are, they too are learning how to talk to people, how Mm -hmm. to coordinate, how to conduct themselves as a professional business, black owned person, like business owner we're all it's we're all learning we're all learning yeah we don't always have it all together but like as you rightfully said you know it's important to just continue to be open to learn right um i appreciate you sharing this because again when i tell people that like um you know as a black person even as a black male you know going to therapy um you know it's it's changed now. It's changed now. Like people are starting to really accept the fact that you know it's okay to ask for help. Yes. Um, but you know beforehand, that that's something where it's like you know people either a don't want to talk about it, and if we do talk about it, it's very it's like a very uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Well, to piggyback of what you're saying, Jermaine, um, you kind of touched on it. The key to learning, especially us as Black people, is unlearning a lot yes. of those 
toxic mindsets like, oh, why are you telling people your business in regards to therapy, right? Um, Keeping everything hush-hush. I know that's been a theme throughout our podcast, throughout the the various episodes, but yeah. So shout out to Amanda for doing the work on your end, because I know you thank us for talking about therapy, but thank you for living it and doing it in the time to heal yourself in order to become the best possible you can yo in order to remain the bad girl that are yes. you have to you know heal yes. the inner bad girl. yeah yeah no, and, it, and to recognize when i'm wrong too like you know yeah you're a strong man but sometimes it's the strong ones that still need help yeah oh yeah for sure yeah. I see it. I see it. <laughs> well, okay. Actually, you know what? Well, okay. I'll ask this one question because I think it might be a good idea to kind of transition into something. Just and one? I'll about this in a second. But I'm going to ask this question for you. So, going back to... Okay. So, going back to your 16-year-old self. No, actually, go 18. So oh, go shit. back to your 18-year-old self, okay? Which would have been, in your case, probably five years ago. So, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> wow. Um, and what's the one thing that, if you had to go back to your 18-year-old self, um, and this could be anywhere from your entrepreneurial to just sort of like life or relationships or just mental health. What is the one thing that you would emphasize to your 18-year-old self that they need to be aware of? Oh, boy. Where do I start? No, I I, I would say just do it. I had a chance to go to Italy when I was about that age, and I just was fearful. Um... I, 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 my, my, I realize now that I, my environment where I grew up, I needed to change my parent. I know that now if I, if I had someone to really mentor me and tell me to change my paradigm, because I was just in this stuck mentality that I can, I can never be on TV. I can never do this. I can never feed the prime minister. I can never be on TV, TV shows. I can never open a restaurant. I've, I, like, I just like, how? I always questioned how, but I've done all those things. So I would go back and I'd be like, you know what? Feel the fear and just move through it. Ask for help and just move through it. And I think I would be, I would have been a lot further in life if I had that, that encouragement, yes. you know? Absolutely. We appreciate that. We appreciate this. Yo. You know what? And sorry, one more thing. It's just, you know, our, our parents, my mom is from Guyana. She knew the best that she knew how to raise us. Mm. Um, but for me, I looking back, it, for me, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. But she knew what she knew best at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had someone who pushed me more, I probably would have been further. Mm. I love her who, for who she is and what she did. And I know that was her best, but I just, and even if my father was in my life, I probably could have excelled a lot further, but I'm here now. Right. I don't think I could have said that better myself, man. Cause honestly, I know we, I mean, people will have their opinions about how our parents have raised us, but at the end of the day, you know, sometimes we have to remember they only knew what they knew right um it's not like they've been here especially in this country in this city you know we've been here all our lives and so you know it is what it is all you could do is just take what you can experience and learn from it that's it that's it so but that being said uh no go ahead no no i was gonna say this is a perfect segue i there you go see there you go perfect segue into one of our favorite segments which 
Yes. You know, unfortunately, I can't comment on today. I'm actually not allowed. Really? I, I can't. I, I, I could get in a lot of trouble. I see. Yes. Okay. So I will introduce a segment. Fair enough. Um, Amanda, I will explain everything offline as to why. Okay. But I'm just like, my God, I can't say nothing now. But I can't. <laughs> um, we are going to go into our favorite section, a fan favorite. We call okay. it the Caucasity Chronicles, aka okay. the Wheat Chronicles, okay. aka. You got to say that part, Jimmy. We just love our we love our white people, but why they f around too much? <laughs> so we're gonna spend no more than six minutes yep. on this segment. <laughs> and please tell me, Uncle Germs, mm-hmm. the subject of this episode: Caucasity Chronicles. <laughs> well, well, this subject, but there might be two. So I'll quickly do the first one. So the first one kind of flies in the face of what a lot of people have been trying to do or trying to at least get some changes done to our police services. Now, granted, you know, within Toronto, uh, there has been a rise of a lot of foolishness uh, in yes. terms of crime, uh, in terms of like random attacks, unfortunately. Gotham City? Basically Gotham City. We just don't know where Batman is, but until we see Batman, um, we're going to have to deal with what we got to deal with. But that being said, our beloved mayor, uh, John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, (laughs) decided, which is not surprising, to basically have a push to increase now by $50 million dollars the police budget, which is already over a billion dollars. 1.3. Thank you. 1.3 billion dollars. Okay. Billion with a B. That basically means roughly like 30% of like the city's taxes, the people that taxes is going to the police. Uh-huh. There's nothing that there wasn't really much said about, you know... I'm sighing because I'm very tired, folks. <laughs> this is why I am sighing. Go ahead. Yes. So the Toronto Police Services Board is basically to improve the increase of the budget. Not to try to figure out ways where we can get people off the street and not or even get more mental health supports for people that are doing such foolishness. No. It's all about policing, policing, more police, and just pe- uh, just in case people didn't know, we want more police. <laughs> uh, Jermaine. Yep. How do you feel about this? Amanda? Yes, sir. Listen. I just, I just feel like I, I just, you know, when you feel like you're like in the matrix. Yes. Yeah. This, this, this feels like, 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 like the matrix, the matrix or the twilight zone. No, you know what, twilight. Yeah, twilight. Yeah. This, this, this feels like twilight zone with a dash of Groundhog Day. You know, yes. all, all rolled up into one. Um, I think, I think a lot of people really have to understand. And again, don't get me wrong. Yes, we do need to fix the issues, but I I just find it frustrating where we're not trying to tackle the roots of the problem. We're just trying to deal with the symptoms. And fund oh, the people. And and because of it, it's like the only default that you know these politicians have is to increase more police presence, which really hasn't shown much evidence as to really remedying the problem. But Amanda, how do you feel about this? A little bit. I I I agree with you one thousand percent. And I'm 
just going to say that um, I think it's it's an agenda, right? They, it's it's done on purpose. You know, there's an agenda to keep people the way they are instead of fixing this, having the solution, oh. right? Because oh. then if you, if you, if you increase the police, but not fix the solution, then the, the situation keeps happening and then they keep getting paid. It's just, it's a cycle, right? It's, it's just, that's the way they want it. It's an agenda. Yeah. So once you understand that, you're like, ah, oh, I see. And then you won't get as frustrated. You you still get frustrated, but you just understand. Yeah. Can we say amen simply for the fact that God is good? Yeah. Not saying I agree with any of y'all. <laughs> yeah. But I just I just I just felt the spirit called me to say amen. <laughs> Not because of these opinions that are being voiced, of course. <laughs> No, but like when you're when you're woke and you understand the system and and the matrix and Twilight Zone, what's really happening behind the scenes and why, then you won't get as upset, you know. No, because you can't really be surprised at some of the tactics that, that are happening even as we speak. But no, no. That being said, can I add one more Carcassi Chronicles? You know what? <laughs> why not? <laughs> This actually oh. came up. This actually came up recently, and I just thought to myself, "Yeah, yeah, this is this is this is why we can't have nice things <laughs> at all." Please um, tell me why. Well, actually, I can't even say we can't have nice things. So, so here's the thing. I'm I'm just gonna say this because you know, an event is coming up in the next few days, right? What event? Um, the the bell likes talk. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> now, was the mental health across the country. Yes. So for those that don't know, so Bell Media, you know, of course, is a telecommunications media, you know, conglomerate, if you will, um, that basically runs the whole country. Think of Verizon, think of Spirit, think of like, any telecommunications or media uh, company, that's Bell in Canada, that is. So they, you know, for, for years have decided to do this uh, whole event, you know, Bell Let's Talk. And we all know what that is. You know, basically, we're going to talk about, you know, mental health using the hashtag Bell Let's Talk. And for every hashtag, you know, you know that we put, there's going to be a donation sent to... Um, programs and organizations that deal with mental health. I just, right now, up to this point, want Bell Let's Talk to end, to be quite honest with you. After especially the Those amount... Those are strong words, sir. No, no, yeah. it, it, it needs to end. They need to end. They It needs to end. To, oh, okay. I, I will even go as far to say that I would hope no one really supports Bell Let's Talk. And for the simple fact for the simple fact that this is the same company that has done too many atrocities to its employees, in particular, in particular, you know, racialized people and women, okay? We all know, you know, some of the things that have happened to even more rec recently Patricia Jagannath, you know, and the stuff that mm. she went through. Um, there was a couple other women I keep on forgetting right off the top of my head. But they shame. were fine. Sorry, say it again. Said shame. I yeah, forget well, the gal them. <laughs> get out of here. Well, that's because we only have one gal. One gal. Hey, rock your things. Okay. Good. I love that. I see. <laughs> see, when she hears that, she'll be like, "Yeah, that's right. That's that's okay." That's, I love to hear that. <laughs> no sé, that might be a bit. But anyways. Yes. But back to what we were talking about. Like, Bell Lux talk really needs to end. Like, they need to shut their mouths. Um, I think they need to actually show that they're actually going to support and really do better policies that actually help to support their own employees instead of telling us, oh, yeah, this is an important subject. No, it isn't. Because if it was an important subject, then you would not be doing the stuff, you know, um, to your own employees 
particularly wow. racialized groups and women. Wow. No, like in, enough's enough. Like I don't want to hear it. Like I'm not even going to even want to even mention its name. I don't want to see another commercial. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Let another group deal with the aspect of mental health. But this particular company, enough's enough. Bell Life Talk needs to shut up. Wow. The, the views expressed by Mr. Jermaine Morrison are those of his and his alone. They do not represent the views. <laughs> well, no, I cannot confirm that they or are deny. his and his alone. Or deny. Yeah. They are his and his alone. Cannot confirm or deny. No, but I just said what I said. Okay, so. I mentioned God is good today. He is all the time. And all the time God is good. <laughs> okay. And I'm not even religious, Amanda, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think I got those things off for our chest. Once again. Yeah. I, I gotta look into this. I, I, I didn't hear anything like that, but I, I definitely want to look into that. Yeah. Here's what I would say. Go to when you get a chance, go um look up Patricia Jagannath. Uh, you'll see her her video on YouTube where she outlines a lot of stuff that's happened. Um, actually, you can even, again, we're going to go back for the people who are listening to this podcast. Go back to Stephanie Hines. We did an episode oh. with Stephanie Hines. That Entitled was- The Capacity Chronicles. Aye. There you go. <laughs> if you go back to that podcast, that will actually also give you another um at least exactly like it'll give you some insight on some of the stuff that that was wanted wow yep so so chef amanda yes we highly suggest you um get into that episode yes we'll do but that but on top of it we highly suggest that you come back again honestly like she's been a body thank you i love her already Thank you. I mean, like, I, don't say you're not married. Don't say you're not. No, I gotta be careful. Like, I'll, you know what, Jermaine? Stop this. Stop me. You know what? I am going to intervene on your behalf. I know. I know. My wife has already warned you. I know. It's true, though. It's true. Normally, I would partake in your bad behavior. But this time, I am going to cut you off right there. Hold on. You know what the joke is? The joke is not now you become the moral compass. Excuse me. I've always been the moral compass. No, you have not. But I love you. Listen, listen. What Jermaine is trying to say is that you are an amazing human being. Yes. And you are beautiful from the inside out. And we thank you for your presence mm-hmm. and your contributions to the city. That's what he meant. <laughs> Everything I else. Received it that way. What are you talking about? I received it that way. Okay, okay. <laughs> See, there you go. See, she understands my mind. She understands my mind. Lord God. Like... Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's it's time for me to stop being small and to recognize what I've done over the years. Oh, I do we need air horns, man. Where's the budget? Where's the yeah. budget? <laughs> you know what? We're working on it. We're, we're definitely working on it. Where's man. the budget? It's coming. <laughs> Out there in the universe. But Amanda, again, on behalf of myself uh, and Mandela, we mm-hmm. really appreciate this talk. It's been really great just getting to meet with you. And guaranteed, I'm reaching. Like, I'm reaching, reaching. You know yes. what I mean? So I cannot wait to connect with you, but also eat some good food still. Awesome. Honestly, I can't Go ahead. I mean, we're going to talk off air about the plans. And I've already lined it up in my head what I want to do for you. So I'm just like, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. But that being said. Where um, can we find you, Amanda, on the socials? Yes, you can find me at Edible Bliss 11 on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Amanda Hamer on, I'm mostly frequent there on Facebook, Amanda Hamer, H A M E R. 
and I do the tickety talk sometimes. I have one of my bartenders running that that uh, platform because I can't do everything. I just, you know, so yeah, those are the three spots. Okay. Uncle Germs? Mm-hmm. Where can the Geldam find you if they want to argue? Gel- the the Geldam don't need to find nothing, okay? Tell <laughs> them <Hello> again. <laughs> the Geldam don't need to find nothing because, Miss, when I tell you this, if you try to find me, you're going to see her and she's going to see you. Oh. Good. Okay. Claim. I, mean, I love that. Claim her. I love that. Yes, Jermaine. He is a real I man. I appreciate But that being said, though, just just for like I guess promotional purposes, if yes. you do find if you do find me, you're gonna find me in one of three ways. You're either gonna find me first on Instagram at germs. That's J E R M S. 394 or no sorry 394 on Instagram and also number two same thing on Twitter even though I'm not Twitters. on Twitters yes Twitters. and then number three just recently you're gonna find me on TikTok okay oh. on the tick and the talk you know what you're on the TikTok you know what never mind no. okay you know what Anyways, find me on TikTok. <laughs> on TikTok, uh, at Mister Car Talk. Okay, you'll see me. You'll see me a lot in my car. I'll I'll tell you that right now. You're gonna see me a lot in my car. Um, Cause your girl I, kicked you out. <laughs> you know what? I probably even do that too. Like I'll probably talk about that too. So shoot, man. <laughs> now that being said, Mandela, it's your turn. So where shall people find you if they want to find you? Uncle Germs, people will find me right next to my wife <laughs> on a daily basis. Good answer. Good answer. That's where they will find me. This past summer, they would have found me at effect. Mm-hmm. I will not finish the rest of that statement. <laughs> they would have, but now you will find me next to my wife, rubbing on her pregnant belly. However, if you're talking about where they will find me on the social medias. It's all private now, by the way. <laughs> I had to make it private because, you know, we'll yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mandela, M A N D as in David, E L A underscore K J on Instagram, the Instagram, and the Twitters. Mm. Or you can find us at Black People Check In, B L A C K P P L. Check in on Instagram and Twitters. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's if you want to follow me, um, don't come at me because it won't end well for you. I promise. Um, and I got money now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Y'all send it. Leave me alone. Like, man's are working. Like, I'm not making Harbor 60 or STK money yet. But, yeah, I mean, Yet. Google those things yet, you know, bougie restaurants in Toronto. But you know, man's is out here without fear. Are you mean roaming them streets? I to be somebody's that. fine ass daddy. Ah! <laughs> I love it. I wait, love wait, it. wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, you're forgetting the most important thing. Mm. Where are people going to find the black people check in? I just told you. Well, listen, you cut out. So do it one more time. <laughs> people will find us, Jermaine, at Black People Check-In, B-L-A-C-K-P-E-L, check-in, on Instagram and the Twitter. Mm. On Elon, you know what? Bianca Belair's Twitter. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not <laughs> Elon, that boy, but... Yeah. <laughs> Bianca. I have no further comments. That's fine, but if Bianca, you're gonna be listening to this. Reach, Bianca, holla at your boy. Like, you can leave your husband at home if you like. I know you're heading into sir. Rumble and WrestleMania right now, but holla at us. Sir, sir. Remember, my wife knows I'm a fan. Oh my She's okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, she knows. 
the, the appreciation I have for Miss Bianca Belair. Yeah. I was like, I hope this doesn't turn into like a polyamorous type of thing. Well, <laughs> that's a different that's a different conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what, Jermaine? <laughs> Your mind is in the gutter right now. So with that being said, we're gonna wrap this show up because Jermaine is on one tonight. No, whatever. <laughs> Listen, again, on behalf of Black People Check In. On behalf. On behalf. Amanda, once again, we appreciate you. We love you. Love you like cook food. Literally. Right? Um, And we do appreciate everybody that continues to support and listen to Black People Check In. Again, you can find us on Spotify and the Apple Podcasts. Please like and share. Okay. Okay. Share. Okay. Share. Share. Okay. Conversation, guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We love you. Stay beautiful. Stay black. Blah blah blah. Black History Month is coming up. Charging people. Thanks. <laughs> Peace out. Take care, everybody. See you guys next time. All the success in front of mouth. Period, period, period. End of discussion. Yeah. Live for I won't get turned, yo. Move like a boss cause I earn more. Negative pop does a swerve, though. We're hard to make money in myriads. Me losing, you must be delirious. Period. Uh, period. I do what I want, period. Move like a boss, period. Oh, I got the sauce, period. See, the goals to see money, no matter the cause, period. Period. I'm kid for these else in my ops, period. period.